Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is the Rocky Long Show on San Diego's official home of the Aztecs. Presented by Kaiser Permanente. Live well, be well, and thrive. Time to go to work, fellas! Now, your hosts, Rich Orenberger and Judson Richards on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Days away from the Aztecs football season to get started. Opponent number one, UC Davis, coming up Saturday for the KGB Sky Show. This should be a ton of fun. Jensen Richards alongside Rich Orberger here as we get set for the Rocky Long Coaches Show. Rocky, this is our first opportunity. We'll be doing it the entire season. And can't thank you enough for your time. How's your afternoon going? Well, so far, so good. I, I mean, I, I expect to enjoy this myself. I look forward to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, well, we've spent a lot of time together so far, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for you, you're going to be seeing me around here a lot doing the color analysis with Ted Leitner on the radio broadcast for your games. Looking forward to UC Davis, obviously the first game of the season. Uh, although I'm, I'm, I'm struggling preparing for my first game calling because you can't really look at UC Davis's film can you I last year they're they may be running completely different stuff uh, you're exactly right we can't we can't tell I mean we can get on film and and see what kind of players they have but we have no idea what they're going to run on offense defense or special teams brand new coaching staff they have a brand new attitude I'm sure and if you look at their depth chart it's or 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 in other words they did not name a starting quarterback they've got three quarterbacks listed and it's or, or, or. So we have no idea which quarterback's playing. One of them's a junior college player, so we can watch junior college film. The other two, uh, one of them played last year, so we can watch a film on him. We haven't even seen the other guy, and supposedly he's their fly sweep guy, and he's going to play wide receiver, but he also throws double passes, and, you know, they're throwing all that out there to confuse us, I'm sure. Now, Rocky, it's interesting. A lot of people may recognize the, the new head coach, although I would have expected to see Dan Hawkins back in a booth this year, but Dan Hawkins, the new head football coach at UC Davis, you may recognize recognize that name from CU from the Buffs. How much of just who Dan Hawkins is if you had to try to take a look at what you may see on Saturday? Well, I'm surprised he's back uh, in the game too, but I I think it's a sickness. Coaching's a sickness. (laughs) You can't get rid of it. The only way to kind of feel better about it is to be involved. Uh, You know, we've gone back in history and we've watched his teams at Boise State. We've watched his teams at Colorado on film to see what his personality is. And he's a wild guy. I mean, he He'll give you every formation in the book. He'll give you a bunch of trick plays. He tries to confuse your defense. He, he does all those kind of things. Uh, his offense coordinator uh, came from Arizona State, but has been with him before. His defensive coordinator, we don't know what defense are running, but he was with them at Colorado too. So we're basing a little bit on that. Now he was the D coordinator at LA Valley Junior College. So we're watching that film. So this is a weird deal. I mean, we're watching all the film except on UC Davis. We're watching everybody else in the world's film and it's old film i mean he doesn't even look as good as today's film does 
<laughs> you on VHS or yeah. <laughs> no? Not quite that bad, but yeah. <laughs> Popping in the Betamax tapes. Um, you know, you mentioned coaching being a sickness. I I look at playing and being a part of football is the same thing you catch it you can't lose it um what do you do during the off season because it's a long off season in college football how do you keep your mind with the game while still trying to enjoy some time with the family i'm glad you asked that because most people ask me what do you do when the football season's over well that that's when it gets really hot and heavy that's recruiting and yeah. for uh, two and two and a half months right after football season, you're working seven days a week recruiting. And then, and then your players come back off of their spring or December break. They come back and you have spring practice. That's uh, over about a 30 day period. Now you get 15 practices, but you're with them for about 30 days. OK, and then it's spring recruiting. So then you go into spring recruiting, and then in June you have summer camps where you invite uh, high school players over and you, you try to develop them, plus you try to find a good player or two. And then you get about three weeks off in July, and then you start all over again the last week of July. So that's, that's normally our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, just from, from the standpoint, like, do, do you, this part of the year, is it, is it your, your favorite part of the year then? Like, is this, is this the big payoff? Like the, the days before the first game? I mean, it's like, you're basically looking at all your Christmas presents. You haven't unru unwrapped them yet, right? <laughs> well, this part of the year is what we really get paid for. And now if you want my favorite time of year it's during spring practice that that's my favorite time of year because you're actually coaching but every kid in your program gets a chance and you always win it, you know one day's the offense is good so and then I just say I was I was with the offense and the next day the defense is good and that day I just say I was with the defense so you so you never walk off the field a loser so that's my favorite time of year you know vacation is not my favorite time of year three days that's plenty let's go let's get back to work but uh the season is what you get paid for, and obviously that's stressful, and, and the results mean a lot to a lot of people. So uh, it's what we do, and, you know, that it gets pretty intense during the football season, but the rest of the year we, we enjoy some of that stuff. It's the Rocky Long Coaches Show on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego with you the entire hour. UC Davis and San Diego State. They will match up 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. Plenty of tickets still available. Although expecting over 50,000 fans as of now. So get those tickets. GoAztecs.com. Rocky, you know, from an NFL side, you do hear a lot of training camp is too long, this and that, and it drags on and on. From a college side, and you who also have a younger team, do you wish that your training camp was even a little bit longer before Saturday? No, I, I thought the new rules they put in this year, I, I thought that was a little far-fetched. I think that's an overreaction to the injury issue. Uh, not only did they change it, we, we didn't have any two-a-days this year because it's now against the rules. You have a percentage of time that you can actually be in full pads and hit, and it's not very much. So what they did, because you didn't have as many practices in the, as in the past, they extended training camp by a whole week. They gave you seven more days. Now, we didn't use those seven days because I'm kind of with those NFL guys. I think training camp is too long. Now, the problem with college football is you don't have any exhibition games. Right. I think we ought to be able to scrimmage UCLA and SC in a, you know, a, you know, a 10 or 15 minute scrimmage with each one of them at one neutral side or something. And that will get you a lot more than practicing an extra week. I mean, that will that will develop your team a lot more than practicing an extra week. Speaking of the NFL, have you ever set your sights on that as a goal? Do you ever consider maybe moving on to NFL and, uh, with your coaching career? I might have been that way 10, 15 years ago, but not, you know, not anymore. And I, I actually enjoy being with the college guys. I mean, 
you know, you got to worry about those guys and the money and all that stuff. And then your best player holds out. And then how you develop a team with your best player holding out. And then he never practices, but he shows up the week of the first game and he gets to start. That doesn't make sense. But that's the way pro football is. So in college, you actually hold them accountable. Uh, it's not a money issue. You determine who's the playing for the team's sake and who's playing for themselves. And you can develop a team that way. We'll get to your offense. We'll get to your defense shortly. I did want to ask, this has been a, an offseason, unlike any that you've had and, and, and very different for San Diego. There is no longer an NFL team in San Diego. How has that impacted your program positively or negatively? Well, it hadn't impacted the program, so to speak. I mean, it hadn't changed the way we coach. It hadn't changed our team. Our team knows they're gone, but it they never were very important to our team anyway. Now, hopefully, we're able to impact the community. I mean, I think there's a lot of football fans out there. Now, I think there's some truly NFL football fans they don't want to watch anything but the NFL just like there's college fans like that or high school fans like that but there's a lot of fans out there that like to watch all levels of football and hopefully we'll attract those that want to watch all levels of football to come to our games you know you said in the past that you modeled yourself after um, coaches that you have played with and and you're about to take on Dan Hawkins who had this this great run at Boise State like you mentioned Uh, what was his total record there I think over Overall, something like 53 wins to seven losses. It was just, it was a historic run. Um, you're doing some of the same stuff here in San Diego State. Yeah, your, 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 your winning percentage, what you've done with the program. Do you look at the situation in the WAC when it was still WAC school and say, that's what I want here for San Diego State to build a dynasty? <laughs> I don't know about a dynasty, but obviously we, we want to be the best team in our conference. I mean, our number one goal every year is to win the conference championship. Uh, you know, and if you do that enough times, eventually you might get into a position where you could actually play for a national championship. Now, I don't I don't think it matters in our league right now how many games you win, to be honest with you. We could win every single game. And guess what? We're not getting in the playoffs. That's just the way college football is right now. But but if you continually win year after year after year, you get a national reputation, which Boise State has. They still have it. Ten years ago was the last time they played in one of the big bowl games, but they still have this national reputation of being that kind of team. Well, sooner or later, they're going to expand the Power Five team. This is my belief. They're going to yeah. expand again because of a TV contract. Well, if you're one of those teams that have proved over a 10-year period that you're one of the best non-Power Five teams in the country – you might get invited to one of those leagues, and then everything gets better. I heard you say the other day in a press conference about it was Boise State that beat Oklahoma, right? It was the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. and that got them so much notoriety. I can't believe that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Because I, I'm one of the ones that you're talking about. I'm like, wasn't that like three or four years ago? No, it was 10 years ago, but it's amazing how a, pen, uh, how a program can benefit mm-hmm. or hold on to a win just like that. That's, uh, that's the way it is. I mean, uh, they made a big splash, and they, they deserve it. I mean, they did it in a very dramatic fashion, so everybody, everybody remembers. I mean, uh, now, if you talk to the other head coaches in this league, they'll tell you that Boise State lost three games last year uh, in conference. They didn't even win their side of the conference. That's what the other t- the coaches say, but the general public – you ask them, go uh, west of California or east of California, you ask them who the best team in our league is, everybody's going to say Boise State. Now, we don't believe that, but uh, that's the way it is. Rocky, coming up next, we get into the offense a little bit. 
Talk about your quarterback. Talk about a a running back. I think people know who that is. It's a Rocky Long Coach Show on Extra 1360. Fox Sports San Diego. Again, the KGB Sky Show. Get those tickets now. Goaztex.com. 5.30 p.m. kickoff. You'll hear it right here on Extra 1360. We're taking a closer look at the Aztecs offense next with Coach Long. The Rocky Long Report brought to you in part by Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser Permanente is proud to bring San Diegans the latest in healthcare technology and innovation at their new San Diego Medical Center in Kearney Mesa. There's more from Coach Long up next on the home for the Aztecs. Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Now more from Coach Rocky Long on the home of San Diego State football. Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Welcome back to the Rocky Long Report here on Extra 1360. We will dive more into the offense momentarily, but first, let's make sure to download the new SDSU Aztecs free mobile app presented by Wells Fargo. Get your Aztec news, score alerts, schedules, and more. Plus, sign up for Aztec rewards within the app and start earning points towards Aztec prizes and experiences. Search for SDSU Aztecs in your mobile app store. As we take a deeper dive into the Aztecs offense this season, it all begins with the play of quarterback Christian Chapman. Does Coach Long see Chapman throwing the ball more than he has in the past seasons? Well, I think how many times we throw the ball is based on the defense. But I, I think we have a lot more confidence in him. He's been our starting quarterback for a long time. I think he really has control of the offense. So he's going to have more flexibility to change plays. I mean, last year he did a great job of changing the blocking schemes on running plays and the protections and all that. Uh, but this year he's going to have the ability and the uh, I mean, want to, if he wants to, to change the play from a run to a pass, pass to a run and all those sort of things. So he's he's an experienced quarterback that's going to get more responsibility. Now, in my experience, that tells me quarterbacks, if they have that kind of flexibility, they're going to throw it more, right? <laughs> all, quarterback, yeah. all quarterbacks want to throw the ball. Now, I'm sure we have a way with Coach Horton to shut that down if he's throwing it way too much, but I, I actually think with a young offensive line, which we have, it's going to be more dependent on our starting quarterback to make some plays and keep them from putting eight and nine and ten guys up there. Rocky, last time three of us had a chance to chat, in fact, it was before the exhibition game at San Diego Stadium. What, what were your takeaways from that practice in particular where perhaps it was more ramped up or guys were running a little bit hotter to be in the stadium? Well, I thought the collisions were good. I mean, that that's really I mean, only three times all of camp have we've gone full speed and tackled to the ground. I, I thought the energy was good. I thought both sides of the ball were playing with uh, the right attitude and wanted to do things well. I thought we looked like a very inexperienced and rusty football team. Uh, I think we did some things good, and I think that we showed some athletic ability and some talent out there. Uh, But you can tell we're not a refined football team by any means yet. Uh, I'd like to have a few more of those days, but the way the schedule is, we don't get to. Coming off of a season where you had a historic backfield with Pumphrey and Penny back there, Rashad Penny returns after a 1,000-yard rushing season as a backup. You have to be pretty impressed with that effort uh, backing up a, a, a bell cow. How has he adjusted to the, the new role being the number one guy getting the ball in games? I think he's really excited. I, I think that's why he's still here. I mean, last year at the end of the year, uh, we had several pro scouts tell us that if he came out, he was the first guy on our team that would be drafted. Wow. Uh, and I, obviously that's because of his size. He's a 220-pound guy. He's 5'11", 220, but he's really fast and a slasher, and he can make big plays. I think he wanted to be the guy. And and I think we could have the same kind of combination with him and Juwan Washington as we had last year. Now, a lot of that is determined by the offensive line. 
whether they can have that kind of success or not. And also Nick Bodden, uh, your fullback. Uh, talk about his progress as a player because I find this story fascinating. He came in here and backed up at the quarterback position, and now he's your he's your fullback leading these guys through the holes. Yeah, he, he hates hearing the story, but I like telling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was a freshman, and he was, I think, our third-string quarterback at the time, and we got two quarterbacks hurt, so he had to start a game at quarterback. It wasn't a very good performance. Now, now he was he was a he was a freshman, and I understand that, and we were playing a pretty good team. But at the end of it, the coaching staff as a whole decided that uh, he was not going to be our quarterback. So I actually called him in and said, "You're not going to play quarterback for us." So in this day and age, most quarterbacks, when you tell them that, they're out of here, they're gone someplace else. And I said, "So you could you could maybe play a different position for us, but you have to." He said, "Can I have two days to think about it?" And he mm. said, "What position are you talking about?" I said, "Well, fullback or linebacker." And he looked at me like I was crazy. So he, he came back a couple of days later. He said, okay, coach, whatever you want me to play. And he was an outstanding fullback last year. And we expect him to be just as good this year. Now he's a lot bigger than he was then. He was probably 200 pounds then. Now he's 250. He actually, the last two years, the first year, he didn't really like running into anybody. Now he enjoys it immensely running into somebody else. So uh, I've been told that the teams in the NFL that run with a fullback, that he's a prospect. So your your backup position at quarterback right now, Laviano leaves. Did you have the same conversation with him, uh, were you thinking about making him a fullback this season? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he didn't really give me a choice. Whenever a guy comes in to quit, and, and Nick Bowden never came in to quit. I'm the one that called him in and told him. Oh, gotcha. Uh, uh, when any somebody, they come in to quit, you can tell because you can see it in their eyes. And if it's a guy that's not sure of himself and he's a young guy, uh, you try to use intelligence and all those sort of things. It's going to get better. Don't worry about it. Um, you're going to be a good player for us and all that kind of of stuff when it's an older guy there's no reason to even talk to him about it he came in and said coach you didn't I didn't get screwed I mean I got my chance there you've guys decided that I'm the third string quarterback so I'm transferring and I'm gonna go play lacrosse <laughs> Amazing. and I said are you sure somebody could get hurt and you could be our guy and he goes nope I'm gonna go home and play lacrosse I said well good luck there it is it's a Rocky Long Coach you show Judson Richards Rich Ornberger Rich will be on the broadcast uh, Rocky when Rashad Penny, it's when it's a circled name, right? We've got whiteboards here around us, and you have to know that UC Davis and perhaps every opponent you have this season is going to have his name circled. How do you make sure you still get him or put him in a place to succeed when everyone is waiting and expecting for you to try to put him in a place to succeed? Well, I mean, we've had some experience in the past with people stacking the line of scrimmage. And our offensive line last year was good enough that uh, they gave those two running backs a chance to go one-on-one with somebody. One-on-one with a safety or one-on-one with a linebacker. And a lot of times those running backs win. Hopefully our offensive line is going to be that good this year where we can get Rashad one-on-one against the linebacker or one-on-one against a safety once again. And he's going to have a chance to have the breakout year, the same as Pumphrey did last year. And that's our plan. Now, I assume this week that we're going to see a nine and 10 man front up there and we're going to find out how good our offensive line is, but we're also going to find out how our young receivers are. Because if our offensive line's struggling, our young receivers are going to have to beat someone out there in one-on-one coverage, and we're going to have to throw some passes and complete them for touchdowns. I want to talk about those receivers for sure, but the offensive line, you return one starter, Antonio Rosales at the right guard position, but you have Keith Ismail at the center spot, a young guy. Who's emerged as the leader with that group? Because Antonio, I've been told he's kind of a quiet guy. He's not going to rah-rah the group. Is is it Ismail at the center position who's getting the 
the guys in order now? No, you'll appreciate this because of how much football you played. Rosales is in charge. All right. Antonio's in charge. Good. And he's a quiet guy around everybody except the other offensive linemen. And when he's around them, they know who's in charge. In fact, he had some uh, voluntary workouts during the summer where the offensive linemen showed up, and he was the one running the show. So he's quiet around most folks, but he's not quiet around them. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. So uh, the, you mentioned the receivers. Obviously, you have two young young guys, one who impressed me a ton, Isaiah Macklin. Uh, we watched him during the Fan Fest scrimmage. I've seen him out here at practice make some great plays here um nobody knows his name yet per se unless they've been following the team very closely by the end of the season though uh given the opportunity to maybe have more of a balanced attack this year do you think this is a guy who could be a bright star for the future I, i think we have three uh new receivers that could be real stars Tim Wilson is the other redshirt freshman. Uh, Macklin's a little bit taller. Yeah. They're about the same size. Tim Wilson's faster, and both of them catch the ball pretty well. And then we have Fred Trevilian that came back. He left and went back to a junior college for obvious reasons, and now he's back in the program, and he's a talented guy too. He would probably be starting for us. But he missed seven days because of the chicken pox. Right. Right. Yeah. But the other two have uh, established themselves as the starters because of the way they played during training camp. So we expect big things out of them. And they're young guys, so they'll just get better as, as the years go by. Rocky, how much time do you, you and your coaches spend self-scouting just to make sure that what's been on film either last year or years before looks different or you can catch someone off guard this season? At the end of every season, we self-scout ourselves. Probably takes a week or so, and we do it all with computers and all that sort of thing that gives us an idea. And then as we get into the next season, we self-scout ourselves every Sunday after a Saturday game, and we keep a running total and that sort of thing. So uh, a lot. I, I don't know exactly how many hours we spend doing it, but we spend a lot of time doing it. What's technology meant for you in, in football and scouting and breaking it down? Obviously, you, you come off very old school, but is it something that you've been, you embraced? Did it take some time? Is it overwhelming at times with how much information you can get? I like that question because, you know, as an old guy, I sit in here and tell our GAs all the time how good they've got it. Because in the old days, <laughs> when I was a GA, you'd wait after practice, you'd have to take the undeveloped film downtown and wait for two or three hours to get the film. <laughs> <laughs> and then you waited and then you brought it back and then you edited it for the coaches to watch four hours later or the next morning. Now we walk in from practice, we shower, we walk over the computer and everything's on computer. So we're out of here by eight or nine o'clock at night. I never left when I was a young guy. I never left till one o'clock in the morning and I was expected to be back the next day at seven in the morning but they look at me like I'm crazy like it's the guy telling you that he walked both ways uphill in the snow to get to school and all that kind of stuff uh, to be honest with you though it, it gives you so much information it can be overwhelming so I take the information I I want off of it and don't get overwhelmed and I still do a lot of the breakdown in the scouting with a pad and a pen yeah and I'll promise you I bring the young guys in in here and if they ask us questions, I answer them better than they do. <laughs> I bet you do. It's the Rocky Long Coaches Show. We're going to talk some defense coming in next. Talk about this Aztecs defense. And Rocky made uh, had a notable quote the other day saying he was more nervous he is this season than he usually is. We'll talk about that as well. Rocky Long Coaches Show with you on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. Here's more from Coach Long on the home for the Aztecs. Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. 
The Rocky Long Coaches Show continues on Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego. Looking forward to the KGB Sky Show as well. 5.30 p.m. kickoff time against UC Davis on Saturday. You can hear it here on Extra 1360. Cannot wait. Uh, Judson Richards, Rich Ornberger here with you alongside Rocky Long. Rocky, I do want to ask you about a quote that you had the other day in a press conference of yours. You said, quote, more nervous than I usually am, end quote, not to misquote you, but that's talking about the youth of this football team and who you're going to be running out there on Saturday. That's a true statement because uh, I went back and I figured it was 2013 when I was this nervous before our first game. And it's mostly because of the youth on our team. We were playing, uh, I think there's four true freshmen that we expect to play a lot. There's another seven or eight redshirt freshmen that we expect to play a lot. We think they're very talented guys. We think they're going to be great players here, but you never know how they're going to react in their first live action. And we're playing a team that we don't know what they're going to do. So we can't really give them a game plan and hone in on a game plan. What we've given them is the basics. And then as coaches, we're going to have to adjust after the first quarter. We're going to have to get a feel for what they want to do and what they're trying to do. And then we're going to have to adjust. But since they're young players, we can't go back and use stuff that we used last year. We can only use the stuff that we've taught them so far. So so it puts us at a disadvantage. Not only do we have young players out there, it puts coaches at a disadvantage as far as changing the game plan as we go. You know, if you have veteran players, you can take something from two years ago and bring it back and they'll know what you're talking about to take something away with young players you can't do that you better only you only adjust with the things they've actually practiced aren't all football weekends though stressful to a certain extent I had a coach who used to say you know the weeks are for the coaches the, you know we're, we're Monday through Friday it's all us he goes but come Saturday we hand the keys to the car over to you guys and you just better be back by midnight is that <laughs> is that the most nerve-wracking part of your week actually saying okay it's out of my hands now no i i don't uh i get nervous before the game when the game starts i have no nerves i uh I, i'm thinking too much to be nervous as the game's going on right but you're right we we prepare the team up to the game and i and i tell the team the same thing once the game starts they decide who wins and loses coaches can lose a game for players by putting them in the wrong position and doing the wrong things that don't give them an honest chance to be successful most coaches at our level and the nfl level are good enough coaches that they get a good plan. Now, if they execute the plan, they win. If they don't execute the plan, you don't win. Now, now, as it should be, uh, players get the credit when you win. And coaches take the blame when you lose. Uh, and that's probably the way it should be. Seems I, fair. I, yeah, seems that fair. seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky, I heard you speak from experience the other day. You said that your first college game, you couldn't believe the difference in the speed of the game uh, from when you were in high school. But I, I think your point was sometimes high school players don't necessarily recognize that or they don't expect it. And they think that they've got this, especially if they're the best player of the team that they're coming from or the league that they were in. I think that's very true. I, I think that uh, I don't think that has changed. I, I think it's the same effect. You put a high school player out there, it's going to take him a half to get used to the change of speed. Now, he's probably had a little change of speed in practice because our practices are faster than high school practices, but they're not even close to what it's like in a game. Now, you hope the redshirt freshmen have been around long enough around the speed of practice and scrimmages that they don't have that effect, but our true freshmen, they are going to be blind 
their eyes are going to be wide open. Hopefully they're good enough athletes. They still can make a play or two. And hopefully they don't make some mistakes that give up touchdowns. But it was shocking to me. And it's shocking to every new player. I, I imagine no matter how good you are as a rookie in the NFL, the first regular, I'm not talking about exhibition games now. Now they see they have an exhibition season that kind of prepares them, but I'm sure they have the same effect. They get out there and they're bigger, they're faster there and they go, Oh my God. It's the scariest environment imaginable. Yeah. You just yeah. walk on the field and you know, it's you. I, well, my, in my experience, a uh, offensive lineman against a Vince Wilfork in a one-on-one drill. And you're just thinking like, all right, this is pretty much the same setup should be okay. And then before you know it, a 400 pound defensive tackle is behind you tackling a dummy and you have no idea where, where you are, you who you are anymore. So I, I definitely can agree with that sentiment. Um, but this, I guess the feeling that you're describing is just newness and it's a new season. You have a lot of young players who this is all new to and going against a coaching staff that's all new and you see Davis, Dan Hawkins, Robert uh, uh, Turner, uh, the, the, the offensive coordinator from NAU, Tim Plow. You have this, you have this, this whole group that you have zero film on except for where they've been before. Mm-hmm. Is it tough to get your team in the, in the thought process like, all right, listen, we can't play on our heels, but we have to be patient? I, I, I think it's uh, up to us as coaches to keep the defense and offense pretty vanilla until we kind of get a feel for what they're trying to do, which means that on defense, we might be playing uh, a a little looser, a little softer than we normally do until we realize how what formations are going to give us, what plays are going to give us, because we're pretty aggressive on defense most of the time. Once we get a feel for it, we'll get aggressive again. I don't know how long that's going to take us to get a feel for it. Hopefully pretty darn quick, but uh, we got to give us a chance to win. We can't give up some three long touchdown passes in the first quarter because we're so aggressive and someone misses a coverage. We can't do that. So we have to give them a chance to get their feet on the ground to our players. You know, I misspoke. It's Robert Tucker is the defensive coordinator, and he's been with uh, Dan Hawkins for a while. He's followed him from Boise State. He went to uh, Colorado with them for a time. Um, his last stop was uh, Los Angeles Valley College. Mm-hmm. So when when you're trying to look at film from a JUCO college, you know, you 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 kind of you look at it. Is it the same quality as a coach? That must frustrate you if you don't have all of the copy you need to sort of evaluate a defense it's not about the physical quality of the players it's about scheme yeah okay so so you can kind of tell if he the stuff he ran at Boise State Colorado is the same thing he's running at LA Valley Junior College you you can get a feel for what kind of defense you're going to see same on offense if you can see what coach Hawkins liked at Boise and now and then he liked at Colorado he's got a coordinator so you can kind of see what the coordinator did at Northern Arizona but you can also get a feel for what the head coach likes to do too Mm. so it's not totally blind uh, except that a good coaches which he is will adjust their scheme to their players so whoever his best players are, he's going to adjust his scheme to his best players. So that's where you take a quarter or so to get used to. They have a great receiver. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and Keelan Doss. they're going to try to isolate him from the very start of the game. They're trying to they're going to try to get into a formation that isolates him one-on-one with one of our corners or maybe one of our safeties. And they're going to throw it to him. They're going to throw it to him four or five times in the first quarter. Three of them are going to be deep shots. 
and see if they can get lucky. It's the Rocky Long Coaches Show. Rocky, how are you feeling about the the experience on the defensive side of the ball? I, I think we've got good experience in the defensive line. At linebacker, uh, we've got good experience at linebacker. Our corners, the two starting corners, uh, have experience, but our safeties are very young. I mean, we have one true freshman going to start at one of the safety spots. Uh, we got another true freshman that's the backup to the other safety spot. You know, we play five DBs all the time, and they have to play linebacker at times, and they have to play man coverage at times. We just had it yesterday in practice. One of them adjusted the motion the wrong way, and our scout team guy ran right down the middle of the field all by himself, and the scout team quarterback threw it to him for a touchdown. You know, and he's a freshman. You can't yell at him too loud because no one else has ever yelled at him before. (laughs) You know, they've just been always patting him on the back and telling him how good he was, so you got to try to instruct him, but you're going, that better not happen on Saturday or I'm going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and then, you know, as far as the, the scheme set up right now, does it change at all hand, handing the defense over to Danny Gonzalez, the new defensive coordinator? Obviously, a familiar face around here has been here the whole time uh, you've been here. Uh, but, but any nerves there giving him more responsibility this year than years past? No, all, all that's changed is the title. Uh, there was things he's been doing as defense coordinator he's been doing for the last, this is the third year he's been doing them. Uh, even calling the defense, I'm still calling the defense, but even the last two spring practices, he's called the defense during spring practice. So it's exact same setup as it's been for three years. It's just, uh, he's got the title now. Which gives him a little bit more money too, which right. is nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to change my title yeah. uh, for more money. Look. Yeah, president yeah. of the United yeah. States. He tried that on. Nobody believed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just it, I changed my Twitter bio to quarterback, hoping it would lead to some sort of a raise, but it, it didn't work out. Rocky, st- speaking of quarterback, so you don't know UC Davis is starting quarterback, right? Are you are you studying multiple guys? Or are you saying? Oh, well, we'll adjust the, the, no, on the fly. We, we can only we can only uh, study two of them. Okay, and uh, the other one, one the witness relocation program. No, the other one Safe came. The other one came from a junior college. Okay, now we can watch how well he throws the ball from his junior college film, but we don't know what kind of scheme he's going to be in and what how he's going to be used. Uh, we can watch the returning quarterback that they and he's listed number one on the depth chart, but then his name is followed by an or, yes, to the junior yeah. college guy or to the backup quarterback last year. So we, 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 you know, we get online and read what they're saying, and they're, they're saying one of the quarterbacks is going to be a fly sweep slot guy. But then we also read that in one of their scrimmages, there was a double pass thrown for a touchdown. Well, obviously, he's the guy that's out there in the slot and got the pass, and he made the double pass. I mean, you can figure that out. We don't know who the starting quarterback is. That, that's a real issue because all three of them have different qualities that you would like to take away from them. Uh, so that that's another feel thing once the game starts. And all part of the intrigue. Saturday, 5.30, UC Davis gets started with San Diego State. We do have Rocky for one more segment coming up next. We'll talk about special teams and how big of a part will Rashad Penny be of that special teams. We'll get to that next. Coming up on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. There's more from Coach Long up next on the home for the Aztecs. Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. Now more from Coach Rocky Long on the home of San Diego State football. Extra 
1360 Fox Sports San Diego. The Rocky Long Coaches Show continues now and is brought to you in part by Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser Permanente's half marathon and 5K is the must-do running event of 2017. Join us October 29th for San Diego's newest race. Sign up today at thrivehalfmarathon.com. Saturday night, the KGB Sky Show expected, even as of right now, 50,000 at San Diego Stadium. Aztecs and UC Davis, the season begins 5.30 p.m. kickoff time. You can hear it on KGB and, of course, right here on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego, Judson Richards and Rich Arnberger. Rich will be a major part of that broadcast alongside Ted Leitner, so that should be a ton of fun as well. Rocky, when it comes to special teams, Rashad Penny, I know he was a big part of it last year. How do you see that unfolding this season? Well, going into the first game, Rashad's not going to return kickoffs. Uh, uh, Jawan Washington and Cam Kelly are going to be the guys back there returning kickoffs to begin with. Uh, Rashad actually has a, a flair for returning punts too, but we've never used him doing that. Now it'll it'll depend on the game. It'll depend on how many carries he's actually getting in a game. I mean, if we're if we're throwing the ball a lot more and he's not getting but about 15 or 18 carries a game, now he'll be back there returning kickoffs too. But if, if what we plan is the case, he'll be carrying the ball 25 to 30 times a game. Uh, there's no reason and to get him hit back there and, and returning kickoffs unless we need a spark or something. Uh, plus, most people now, when he's back there, they don't kick it to him anyway. They bloop kick it. They kick it to the other guy. They, and they do all kinds of weird things. So we might be better off having a guy back there they don't know yet returning that kickoff. Seems like an odd question asking, but you, you see different levels of importance placed on special teams depending on which coaching staff you visit or which practice you watch. How often do you guys rep special teams? How important do you value it as part of uh, the scheme come game day? I think it's the difference between winning and losing close games. You can win a game, you can change the momentum, you can lose a game in special teams. So we go at least 20 minutes a day on special teams. On Thursdays, leading into a Saturday game, Game, we actually go 45 minutes on special teams. And there are several starters. They don't start on all the special teams, but we have several starters on every single special team. Uh, so we put good players out there because we think it's that important. Kickers, confidence, field goals. Well, we've got the best kicker in the league in John Barron. Uh, he proved it last year. And going into the season, we weren't sure, but he proved it last year that he's probably the best kicker in the league. Our punter is a brand new transfer um, that uh, didn't look too good in camp until game week started and uh he's been kicking it very very good this week um so i hope he's a game time guy and he's going to punt it very very well uh quest truxton has proved himself as a really good punt returner. now i already mentioned rashad penny can do that too joan washington can do that too uh so we got some skill back there now truxton was the I don't know. I think he was the top punt returner in the league last year for average, I think. But uh, so we, we've got good guys in the, on our special teams. How do you generate so many turnovers? Historically, since you've been here, this is a ball hawking team. You guys tur- get turnovers and you don't turn over the ball very much. Well, like you look at certain teams and it's that way and other teams, they turn it over a bunch. So what do you do? How do you demonstrate that to your team to get that culture built? Well, I hope you're not jinxing us because... <laughs> Uh, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of luck in turnovers. I think I, I think everybody does the same drills, trying to develop an attitude about turning the ball over. And everybody thinks the turnover ratio is one of the most important statistics in football. If you win the turnover battle, you usually win the game. Uh, we've been good the last two or three years on causing turnovers, and we haven't turned it over very much. 
I think some of it has to do with the way we practice. I mean, if you, if you watch us practice, people that have thud practices, which means you don't tackle anybody, you don't take them to the ground, you don't do any of that. It usually, if you watch people practice, that's usually touch. You know, the guy with the ball, he runs through there and he gets touched. Yeah. I mean, they touch him on the hip, they touch him on the shoulder, and that means you tackled him. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, in a thud practice, we actually wrap them up and, and then we try to strip the ball out of our receiver's hands and we try to strip the ball out of the running back's hands. I think it's good for the offense because they understand ball security a lot better, but it also gets a mentality that we're trying to strip the ball all the time. Now, our best thing is getting interceptions, and you'll know what that means. That means we have been getting pretty good pressure on the quarterback. You don't intercept the ball unless someone's making the quarterback throw it in an uncomfortable situation. Rocky, how do you feel about the way the, the schedule sets up with the two Pac-12 games coming week two because of, of when the UC Davis and you're on the road to Arizona State University, then Stanford week three. Do you like those being early on in the season without any exhibition games, but perhaps you can get to those games most healthy? I, I like uh, all of our non-conference games to be early in the season because I'm a believer that the number one goal of our program is to win the conference championship. So it doesn't matter who you play. You'd like to play them before you ever get into a conference championship or a conference schedule. Uh, This year, playing Stanford, who's going to be a very physical team, is right before we play Air Force at Air Force. So that bothers me a little because that's two physical games in in a row. And one of them's at altitude and and Air Force is pretty good too. But, uh, But if we can get them in the preseason, I don't care what order they come in. You know, Rocky, a lot of talking heads. Well, I, you know what? Admittedly, I'm one of them. Do I'm it. On Put show. it on yourself. I, I was talking about Stanford being one of the most important games from a marketing standpoint for, for the university. You look at it, it's game three. You guys have an opportunity to be 2-0 and against one Pac-12 opponent the week prior, uh, going into a game at home against a, a ranked, nationally ranked, recognized team. Do you think about that stuff at all? I, I realize head coaching is about the football, but there's a political aspect to it as well. Sure, I think about uh, I think about that stuff all the time. I, you know, because I, I want this program to grow. The only way the program's going to grow is for us to bring in more revenue. The only way to bring more revenue is since we got a TV package that's not very good and we can't change it for a couple three years. The only way to increase revenue is to get more people in the stands. I don't think fans are that jaded, though. I I think that the most important game is our first game. Mm. I mean, if we play well in that and we get 50,000 people there, even though maybe five or six or 7,000 of them are there for the fireworks, if they have a good time, they're coming back. And then we play Stanford the next home game. I'm not sure that we have to beat them to impress the fans. I think we have to be very competitive. It has to be fun experience. It has to be a great game. And they'll come back again. So – for that point of view, the most important game of the year is our first game. Mm. And it doesn't matter who you play. It could be Stanford the first game. It doesn't matter. Now, the Stanford game, we're going to get a big crowd anyway because Stanford's going to bring quite a sure, few people, yeah. right? Uh, but I think how we play against Stanford or how we play against Arizona State is has a lot to do with how our fan support is the rest of the year. Okay, I don't necessarily think you have to beat them. You have to prove you belong on the same field as them. Right now, I hope the fans don't take that the wrong way. Like, I don't care that we beat them. Obviously, we care that we beat them. Our plan is to beat them. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, last year, everybody said Cal was a big game. Well, we beat Cal, you know, and then then the media. And I hate to put you guys in that. <laughs> yeah, Rich. And then the, then yeah, the you, media Rich. started complaining that Cal wasn't any good anyway, so what's the big deal? 
But leading up to the game, it was the most important women in the history of this program. Right. Well, and then we win the game, and it's not important anymore. You could have done my show yesterday. I literally, the, those words came out of my mouth. I'm just going to be over here. Rocky, I want you to know I completely agree with you. I don't know what Rich is saying on that, on that radio show of his. No, you, you have a very measured, mature approach to the, the conference games being important. But to be honest, if, if I'm in your locker room and I've got ASU or maybe even Stanford, and I know that if those are the biggest programs, that may be what scouts, that may be the film that they go and look at to see how I match up against them. Do you have any concern that players may be overlooking UC Davis because of the Pac-12 opponents on the horizon? I, I don't really have concerns about that because we're so young. <laughs> we're back. We, we have so many young players and it's the first game of the year. So I don't think we, we have maybe... I don't know, three or four at the most senior players that have potential to be NFL guys. That's only, and they, and I tell them from the day one, their senior year, you're not, they don't like me telling them, (laughs) but you're a possible NFL prospect. You are not. So you better enjoy your senior year because they're not going to give you a chance. Now, some of them think I'm full of it, uh, but I don't think since it's the first game of the year and our team is so young overall, I don't think that's an issue. And then I think they'll get really, really excited about playing Arizona State and Stanford. I think they'll get very excited about that. Coach, I was talking to Kevin, your director of player personnel around here. Uh, it was my first, I just introduced myself to him and we just got rapping about how things have been here since he's been here. And he mentioned the fact that when you got in here, you got together with the strength and conditioning coach and you established a culture right away. And that culture was tough. And you had nine players walk away, <laughs> uh, scholarship players. And, you know, that attrition happens with any program when change occurs. <clears throat> whether it's they don't appreciate the new schemes or just how they're being coached or spoken to. Is toughness the most important aspect to build the team, in your opinion? I think reliability and toughness. I think you got to be able to rely on them to do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. I think that's just as important as toughness, but I think toughness is the next most important thing. Yeah, Rocky, this has been our, our first chat of a weekly opportunity for the Rocky Long Coaches Show, so just want to wish you best of luck against UC Davis coming up on Saturday, and thanks for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, that'll do it for us here. Again, goaztecs.com. Tickets available. The KGB Sky Show already 50,000, over 50,000 people expected. And 5.30 p.m. kickoff time. Ted Leitner, Rich Ornberger, they'll have the call 5.30 on Extra 1360 coming up on Saturday. That'll do it for us here. Have a wonderful rest of the night, everybody. This has been the Rocky Long Show, presented by Kaiser Permanente. Live well, be well, and thrive in association with Fox Sports College Properties on the home for San Diego State Sports. Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego.